When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 42nd episode of Kimi and the Bird. I'm Kimi. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the summary and spicy, The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how our book reviews work. We'll give you a little synopsis about the book, chat about the characters, and give our thoughts on the setting and writing style. And of course, we'll list our favorite things about The Spanish Love Deception, and we'll end the episode with a rating of the book. If you'd like to support the podcast, you're welcome to click on the link in the episode description below. We'd be so grateful to have your donations. Now, as this book does get a little steamy and mature, reader discretion is advised. The story is more suited for those over the age of 18. And now, on to the show. The Spanish Love Deception is an adult contemporary romance told through the eyes of protagonist Catalina Martin. Now, what is this book about, you might be wondering? Here is the synopsis. Catalina Martin is sick of being the lonely single girl in her family. After a previous disastrous relationship with her former boyfriend, Catalina wants to prove to her relatives that she's capable of snagging an American boyfriend. The only problem is, her sister's wedding is coming up, and Catalina's only possible plus one is her scolding and snarky co-worker, Aaron Blackford. Though the two might hate each other on the surface, agreeing to fake date each other might just bring them closer than ever before. The protagonist in the Spanish love deception is Catalina Martin. Catalina is bright and loud and Hispanic and has a love for everything sweet. Though she might appear as confident, below the surface, she's scared of falling in love. What did you think about Miss Catalina? I related to her more than I should have. I say that about all the protagonists, but this one kind of hit home a little harder just because I'm Hispanic, she's Hispanic, it's a thing. (laughs) Like, her whole deal is that she doesn't want to go home to her relatives and like her friends and everything because of a previous disastrous relationship and everyone looks at her with pity and like like gossipy and everything and I thought to myself Kimmy if you were in that position would you do the same like I mean this is kind of like this is like a fictional story like like would you really and my answer is absolutely yes (laughs) I have Hispanic relatives I'm Mexican from both sides they're cruel. <laughs> they can be so mean. They will literally gossip to you to your face. And so I would absolutely go through all of that trouble just to avoid it. So and that I'm like, you know what? I relate to you. I understand. <laughs> I would do the exact same thing in your position. <laughs> but like I did like her, you know, she was she was fun and she was bright and you know, she she works hard and you could see that and you know, for, for a contemporary romance, you know, she didn't bug me, which I very much appreciated. It's always nice when someone doesn't bug you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I liked Catalina, too, because she is quirky and spunky and bright. But like you said, she does. She is very loyal and she loves her family. And even though she maybe doesn't want to go there to a wedding to be single, it's because she does value their opinions. And she does want them to see that she's happy, even if it's a fake scenario. And Catalina, too, is also, she plays the role of kind of the sunshine in the relationship. That's kind of like the sunshine, grumpy thing going on. So she's definitely the sunshine. 
Yeah, it's like in, in the book she's described as like the person who goes out of her way to go say hi to you and the one who can like kind of rambles on but in an endearing way, right? She's she's that person. She's the person that is really easy to talk to because she makes it easy. In the Spanish love deception, we also meet Aaron Blackford, who's a towering, black-haired, blue-eyed piece of hot shit. He's punctual and patronizing and has everything under control at first glance. But when he meets his match, his facade just might come apart. Aaron definitely has that I'm the boss daddy energy. He does. He does. He walks into the room and like a coldness sweeps across the landscape. And even though he might kind of be intimidating, you're like, man, that's pretty hot. It is pretty hot. I mean, to be honest with you, the second the author described him as black hair, blue eyed, Clark Kent-esque, I was like, Henry Cavill. This is Henry Cavill. And anytime you get Henry Cavill in your mind. It's a good, it's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately that guy is like way hot. <laughs> it's true. That man. Whew. But yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, out of the two, I think I liked Catalina more as a character than I liked Aaron. Um, but he fulfills his role as a romantic interest. Yeah, I think he's a good balance to her brightness you know he is again that grumpy role but he does grumpy in a sexy way which I do not so I appreciate that I think my main thing with Aaron was that I feel like I do know qualities about him I do know he's a little bit more stoic and a little bit more reserved and he kind of has like that classy elegant feeling to him but I think I just wanted kind of one more trait to kind of round him out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I wanted something to make him slightly more endearing. Like almost something unexpected. Not mm-hmm. in a crazy way, but like, oh, I didn't know he would think that way about this. Or that he could take something like that. Or something like that that would maybe add just a little bit more dimension. Yeah. I kind of wanted to ha- wanted him to have more traits outside of Catalina. Yes. Because it seemed like a lot of what he was was revolved around her, which isn't a bad thing. Like, you know, that's kind of like what people are looking for in romances. But like you said, like, if there was just one more thing, maybe outside of his world of Catalina, that just kind of like helped round him off, he would have made a better character. Now let's talk about the setting. The Spanish love deception takes place in both Manhattan and Spain, a perfect reflection of the organized Aaron and the vibrant Catalina. Now, what did you think about the setting or settings? Honestly, there wasn't anything particularly, I don't want to say interesting, because that's kind of mean. <laughs> but that, like the setting wasn't necessarily super important to the story, right? Like this story really could have taken place almost anywhere. But, I mean, I did appreciate, like, the descriptions of Spain. Like, you did really feel, like, a connection with Catalina and, like, her home. And, I don't know, this could just be because I myself am Hispanic, and so I kind of felt that. Um, But in terms of the Manhattan setting, I was like, this feels very corporate, which it should, but that's all. <laughs> Where Where's everything else but corporate? Yeah. Where's the New Year's ball drop? Yeah, I wanted maybe just, like, a little bit more oomph when it comes to the setting just so I can like just so I could really just set myself in the story right I'm very big on world building like I really want to feel as if I can be there and so that didn't quite go there for me yeah I feel the same way I feel like the settings could have been a little bit more grounded and personal 
I wanted to feel like the characters had more of a connection to the setting. So when we went to Spain, I felt like we could have gotten some really great insight and endearment of Catalina's relationship with Spain. You know, like, does she go to this marketplace? Does she visit this beach for any reason? You know, what what are her memories here? Because I feel like the settings were kind of more like backdrops where I feel like I, w- I wanted to know why she chose Manhattan, New- Manhattan, sorry, Manhattan. Manhattan, New York to live in. Why did Aaron go to Manhattan? You know, like certain things like that where they have a reason to be where they are and where they are is important to them. I think that's kind of what I wanted a little bit more of. Now let's move on to our next topic, writing style. What did you think about the author, Elena Atmas? I'm going to be honest here. going to be honest. In the beginning of the book, I was struggling a little bit to get into it because, look, I know that that awkward flirting is a lot more realistic, but I just physically can't handle it. My body actually kind of rejects it because, I don't know, I'm awkward in real life. I just... I want to get over that feeling in books. Like, I'm here to escape. I don't want to be reminded that that conversations could happen like this. Um, so in the beginning, I felt like the dialogue was a little a little too awkward. And I feel like I felt like the conversations ran on for a long time, too. But then toward more of the end of the book, I feel like the characters were a little bit more set in and there was a little bit more, more momentum and that kind of more of the plot was happening. So I think that helped out. And I feel like the conversations were a bit more concise and pointed. So I did like the second half more because of that. But in the beginning, I did have a pretty hard time kind of settling into things. Yeah, for me, it was, there was nothing about this author's writing style that stood out to me. But there was one thing that I didn't like in that she overused a lot of the descriptions. Yeah, there was a lot of repetition. There was a lot of repetition in, in, in that case. I also think that her, Catalina's inner monologue also went on a little bit too long. Um, if she had shortened that a little bit more and maybe added just more action, not necessarily like dialogue, but more like action between the two, I think that would have helped a lot. Um, but I do appreciate that like I could tell that this author was Spanish. You know, I could tell by the Spanish phrases that were in there. I could tell by um, Catalina's character. Like, this is, like the author felt something, con- and she connected to that character, and she connected to that story. So I did appreciate that aspect. Now, if you like... Spain. Deception. Love. Fake dating. Hispanic relatives. Fish tacos. Sexist assholes. Superman. Soccer. Weddings. Plane rides. Bed breaking. Professor X's. Football. Bachelor auctions. Office romance. Homemade granola bars. Then this might just be the book for you. It just might be. I, it's a summer. It's a romance. There's a Henry Cavill character. There's a Hispanic main character. Like, look at there. <laughs> <laughs> Why not put it on your shelf? Why not? Now, Kami, based on our rating scale of one to seven, one being literal trash and seven being fangirl mania, what would you rate The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas? I am going to give The Spanish Love Deception um, between a four, which is page turner, and a five, which is feeling my shelf. I'm going to give it a 4.7. Oh. Yes. So, I mean, I did like the book, um, and I liked the romance. You know, like, I'm always a fan of build-up. We all know this. And, you know, the, it literally built up. Like, you don't get, like, a spicy scene 
to like 350, 400 pages in, which I actually, I appreciated. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the slow burn. It was a slow burn. Um, There are a couple things that did bug me, partly that are logical, partly that are illogical, because I'm always part of both. <laughs> <laughs> the overuse of the descriptions with the, with the author did kind of bug me. I think that pacing of the romance did end up a little weird because it was very slow at the beginning, and then it was, like, literally all at once just, like, kind of bundled in. So I kind of wish that she had spread that out a little bit more. But I didn't like the characters, you know? I liked the tension that was built up. Um, I liked the heart of the book. Like I, could, like, like I said, I could really feel that the author was Spanish and that she connected with the story. So I did like that aspect. What about you, Tay? I also really liked the heart of the book. I feel like the heart of this book really was just warmth and summer and love and really kind of finding who you are and who you want to be with another person. I felt like it was a really sweet core of what this book was. I do think that plot-wise, I felt like there needed to be more events that happened. More at stake, yeah. Yeah, more at stake, more contention, more conflict, like a little bit more of what could happen to this relationship. Because I felt like there wasn't enough of a, of a danger of like, oh no, what if it ended? Or like kind of more a threat, I guess. But not a threat as in like, death but more of like <laughs> what could happen to this relationship like I said um I did like the characters though and and I did like I did like the romance like you said I do wish that it was a little bit more it's like it had the grounding but I wanted a little bit more flow with it to kind of help fortify the ending because the ending did kind of happen pretty rapidly mm-hmm. but Overall, I would probably give this book a 4.5, which is Page Turner. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on Keeping the Bird for a book recommendation episode about the Spanish love deception by Elena Armas. We hope that you will join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. Once more, if you'd like to support the podcast, just click on the link in the episode description. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about the Spanish love deception. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh happens. happens.